Grecia. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's a very special episode because tonight we present to you Cine Squad. Technically episode two, um, mm. but it's our series of segments where we bring on guests, uh, most notably our favorite movie enthusiast, Sam Razo. Oh, come on. <laughs> Stop. Welcome back to the basement, Sam. Thanks, guys. Up, Thanks man? for having me. Mm-hmm. Appreciate being on the last basement podcast of 2019. Yeah. I almost said 18. <clears throat> and I'm very happy because this one's a little different. We're not talking about one movie, which was us the last time we yeah, did. Yeah, our last Cine Squad. And for, for those new listeners out there, first of all, thank you. Thank you. Um, this is going to be different from our regular episode our regular broadcasting because this is a special segment where we highlight typically one movie that we like to talk about for an entire episode our last episode was about us by jordan peele directed by jordan peele and as sam was mentioning this one is going to highlight all of the decade yeah we're going to do a little bit of the year and a little bit of the decade. But basically, we're just going to be talking about movies. As you mentioned, I like movies very much. I can talk about movies all day. I can talk about different genres. And uh, yeah, I'm a little bit... No, I just... Uh, I like I like movies. Um, <laughs> so I'm very excited. So I ask you guys, Anthony, Ricardo, mm-hmm. I ask you, what are some of your favorite movies you saw this year, 2019? I think one of my top five would probably be Endgame. Mm. Given. Given. That's up there. Marvelous. That's just one of them. Let me think of the other ones. All right, Ricardo. I feel like Marvel definitely had its peak, its climax so far. Yeah, definitely. Um, this was the pinnacle of their plan Mm -hmm. it's been you know their 10-year plan and this year alone they did they started with was captain marvel this year no Uh, it was like last year right i can check Uh, they did end game yeah i think it was last year and then they they did end game and they followed it up with the new spider-man um so i just think it really was the the pinnacle of 10 years worth of plans captain marvel was 2019 indeed oh my god Mm -hmm. i uh I thought it was going to be December of last year. But, yeah, they had three strong movies that each did, like, of course, now billions of dollars, you know. It's not even a surprise anymore. Um, so Endgame was the superhero film. You can't do better. I don't even know if they're going to do better or if they do. It's going to take a while to build up again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any com- competing companies are going to do better um definitely not dc yeah you guys fucking suck i i want i want dc to succeed i have liked their last films i love shazam 
I love Aquaman. My mom loves Aquaman. She loves Jason Momoa. And um, so, you know, I just want them to do good. Um, so, yeah. They just keep ruining things. It's, the, it's they're slowly getting there. I'm excited for the Birds of Prey, the Wonder Woman sequel, and the Suicide Squad by James Gunn. Mm, I'm probably gonna fall asleep during the Wonder have Woman you, sequel. Yeah, have well, you seen you Shazam? I oh I know I know you. Have. I'm sorry. I was gonna be like, what have yeah, I? He's just talking about it. Yes, I have. Did that one come out 2019? Yeah, it did. That one just came and out. how did you see it? <clears throat> Bootleg. Whoa, that is illegal, sir. Sir. I am Just not kidding. It's a family <laughs> show, <laughs> too. Uh, I have my ways, Sam. What I but was leading I him Sam. towards is that he borrowed my copy of Shazam. <laughs> That's you how much I like it. Is I said you gotta watch this. Um, mm-hmm. I say you did watch it. How'd you I like did. It? I loved it. I, I loved, loved it. I loved how it was funny yet dark. Uh-huh. It was. It's really dark at times. You know, like the demons that it had in the movies. The I think were they the Anthony? Seven? You, you have not seen it. I've not seen. Okay. it. Okay. Well, the whole aspect of Shazam is that he's a kid who's magically transformed into a you know a marvelous guy. Marvelous guy. Uh, but what we're saying about <laughs> the, <laughs> what we're saying about the dark elements is that the director of Shazam also directed. Um, Annabelle Creation and Lights Out, which are two um, pretty, pretty uh, not terrifyingly scary, but obviously yeah, yeah. those are horror movies. Right. So um, mm. I like that they're they're doing they're giving him the chance to break out of the mold. James Wan did Aquaman. Of course, James Wan did a bunch of scary movies, including uh, Insidious and The Conjuring. Um, yeah. Yeah. Insidious yeah. is probably my top horror film of the decade. Uh, yeah. Of the, of the decade, decade. we'll oh. talk about that later. Yeah, we'll get, yeah, well, let's do okay. 2019. Um, I'm just saying, I like Shazam. I've always liked Shazam. I was excited when I heard this was coming. I saw it opening day, loved it. Bought the DVD, you know, Blu-ray, showed it to like I'm all on board the Shazam train. Um, obviously, the scale of it is not going to be the climactic, huge, you know, 50 character end game. But it's little steps like this, you know, bring it back that I think DC can climb their way. And, you know, at this point, they're never going to catch up. But I would just like them to be their own thing. Um, the more I hear about Zack Snyder's, like, plans for the Justice League kind of makes me, you know, oh, I would like to see that. But I get why um, things are different now because uh, he had to leave and other people took over and they just kind of threw his plans aside. That's beyond the point. I want DC to do better, but I mean, this year, Endgame. That's the superhero movie. That's did it beat Titanic as the highest grossing film of all time? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it broke. A pretty record. sure. If it didn't, it's number two. You know, close second. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think actually, Endgame's going to be on everyone's list. Didn't Avatar be? That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was confusing Avatar. James Cameron moneymakers. Yeah, but. Titanic was was overtaken by Avatar, Avatar, and then I do believe that Endgame actually surpassed Avatar for that for that achievement. It's Disney patting themselves on the back, honestly, and they deserve <laughs> it because that movie was amazing. It was what we've all been waiting for. Yeah. I think it's easy to say that for you know comic book comic film enthusiast, it was 
it was just the best movie of the year, probably. I mean, yeah, yeah. There were a lot of good movies this year. There were a lot of good horror movies. There were a lot of good action movies. But man, like nothing just satisfied as much as seeing every single comic book hero from Iron Man One, yeah. yeah, yeah, to now, all on the screen at once, fighting in this huge war against one of the baddest motherfuckers in the world dude i rewatched it in christmas it was so good I, I was like it's very good dude i just wanted to watch it again it's so amazing yeah. yeah how about you what was your favorite movie was it endgame um you know i think endgame's the obvious answer um so i'll go with my favorite horror movie of this year mm. <coughs> was uh midsummer oh which dang. midsummer because i you know it's a horror movie and it was directed by the same guy, written and directed by um, Ari Aster, who did Hereditary. And I wouldn't shout up about that movie last year, so yeah. of course I was going to see it. I, me and Ricardo actually went to go see Midsummer, and have you seen it? I've not. You haven't. I've seen not. It? Okay, so it's like a fucked up horror movie. You know, it's not just like oh, it's just creepy. No, it's like oh fuck, this is fucked up. Look, when he says fucked up. I mean, fucked up. This is like six shots back to back while you're sitting it down. From the back, and then the front. And then you get up and you're just Nothing super down. fucked up. Um, and it, this is where my favorite story from the movie, though, is that it ends. Credits roll. Lights go up. And I'm like, that was crazy. Like, that was crazy. I got like a smile on my face. Like, wow. And all this guy can say was, oh, man, that was weird. And I go, yeah, yeah. But like, it was cool. And he was like. That was weird. I was like, yeah, I know, dude. Like, yeah. He's like, I don't know, man. That was weird. Like, he couldn't think of anything to say. Like, his brain didn't escape, like, the shock of it. So that's all he could say was, uh, that was, that, that, that was weird, man. I don't know. It was fucking weird. And I was like, okay. Because it was. You up, dog. It was really weird. And, like. I didn't know you thought about that. And I couldn't find the words to describe it because I don't but that's I, what I'm I didn't know how I felt at the time because it was just so unorthodox it was so surprising it was so just I I was just I didn't know what to expect like when you told me let's go see it I had never even seen the trailer and that and, is so funny and I, I actually I, I actually enjoy going to watch movies without knowing anything about them I really feel like my best theatrical experiences have been from not knowing what a movie's about going to watch it and it absolutely blowing my mind. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll try to see the initial trailer and then nothing else. Um, but yeah, I just like that he was in like kind of in shock, like his brain couldn't process. Um, yeah, that was one of my favorite movies this year, definitely. Um, how about you? You got anything else? You got another movie you can think of? No. All right. Carter? From 2019. Yeah. For this year. Uh, well, it too came out. It too. It chapter two. It as well. Yes, the second. And I, I mean, honestly, a lot of these are always going to be horror movies. We really like horror movies. At least I'll speak for myself, and I know Sam really enjoys horror movies as well. You gotta tell me. Um. It was cool. I really enjoyed it more than the first one. The The graphics were great. I'm still not sold too much by the clown, but I think he did a way better job. What 
a lot of people were talking about this year, which I actually haven't been able to see, but I actually just got my hands on it recently is the Joker. And I oh, know. You didn't see yeah. that? No. And I know that. Yeah. I know that yeah, Anthony yeah, really liked that movie. Um, nice segue from clown to clown. I like that. So, so what did you think of Joker? The Joker? Are you calling me a fucking clown? I said, yeah, I mean, your fucking clown shoes on. Um, uh, <laughs> just kidding. What do you think? Anthony? Yeah, I thought it was good. The, the slow climb and then the climax. Right. And then right. boom, that's Joker right there. Yeah. I thought it was genius how he comes up with. Um, I'm sorry. Do we want this did, did, spoilers? This is a spoiler cast. Look, this whole uh, yeah, this whole discussion is about spoilers. Okay. If you haven't if you haven't seen this, I'm sorry. Um, I'll I'll put timestamps down below in the descriptions of whatever you're watching this, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, because we're on all of them. Yeah, anywhere you find uh, good great podcasts like these. Yeah, so I'll 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 put a description. And, and some time slots down below if you want to kind of just skip ahead. But for now, you know, even though I haven't seen it, please just go right, ahead and spoil, spoil it. it for you. It's kind of fucked up. Whatever. I like the genius of how he devices his maniacal plans as a joke, mm-hmm. you know, and he doesn't even care. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't care. It's, it's a joke. And then that your misery is basically the punchline. Mm you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, this is definitely more of probably the darkest iteration it's of like the Joker we've crazy, ever seen. It's like crazy, crazy, yeah. yeah. Really? I, I love that it's so, like, it's rated R and it leans into it. It mm-hmm. leans into being rated R. Yeah. Violence, language. It's like, um, got a lot of, it got some criticism for being, basically saying like a Martin Scorsese, like 70s crime movie. Mm-hmm. And I can see that because it definitely, like, a Taxi Driver, the movie with Robert De Niro, Shows, you know, those are, they're kind of very similar. Guy falling into descent, he's bad, the city made him that way, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Um, but I still liked it. I really liked it. Um, like I said, it's the darkest one. It's the most, I feel like it's probably the most serious film ever it's made in a serious. comic book ever that's like, treats it as like, this is real, this is here, yeah. this is happening, not just like, because I love the, I don't want to say whimsical, but like the craziness of a comic book movie mm-hmm. that'd be like, oh, that makes sense because it's a comic book. Mm. Comic books are imagination, whatever. But like, this is the most grounded. I love the fact that it didn't have Batman because it's purely a destructive force over Gotham. And maybe that's how Batman is born. We don't know. We don't know if it's going to have a sequel or a tie in or, a, you know, whatever. Um, but Joker 2. Joker 2. Too fast, too Joker. Um, but I really liked the film, and I thought, <laughs> um, I thought uh, they did a really good job. I thought everyone did a really good job in it. I heard it was kind of long. Yeah, I mean, I mean, kinda... all movies are long now. When they're good, they're long. But the idea of it is that, oh, that didn't feel long at all. It was so goddamn good. It felt like thirty minutes. You know, mm. um, obviously, people are gonna. Compare it to Heath Ledger's Joker in 2007's The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a testament to that performance is that it's so good that, you know, it's still being the, the comparison. But they're different, you know. This one is literally, he has no motive. He's not like, when I take over this city. and No, he's like, oh, I'm just doing this just because I think it's funny. And it's like, you guys fucked me up. I'm going to fuck you up. 
while Leather, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker is like, like a terrorist, you know, mm. like he's like bombs in the city and like mm. truly like you know crime. The the uh, clown prince of crime is what they used to call the Joker. Um, they're apples and oranges. Um, I just think it's funny though that they both have like that greasy long hair. I don't know. I guess that just works with Joker. Um, I really liked it. I really thought it was good. I feel like you should see it. But what I wanted to say about It Chapter 2, going back to clowns, um, is that I enjoyed the film, but I understand criticisms that it was um, too comical. Mm. I watch, I also watched it recently because I watch a lot of films on Redbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though it was written by the same guy and done by the same guy, it seemed like this was a lot more comedy. And I understand that when you have Bill Hader in a role, you're going to let him do whatever he wants, you know, and like with the improv and like, okay, yeah, just take it which way you want. But I felt like there was a lot of moments of comedy even without Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. Like um, there's a moment where the adult Eddie, which was the hypochondriac kid, mm-hmm. He gets puked on by like um, you know whatever, and that music starts. And the music, um, just call me Angel in the Morning, plays for like five seconds, and then never plays again. And it's so out of nowhere that you're like, oh, that would like I laugh, but I was like, what was that? Like, why do they put that? It's so so weird. And the guy again, spoilers, he gets stabbed in the cheek, and instead of it being like a horrible bloody scene. He's like, oh, I got served in the cheek. And he tells the guy to get a haircut. He's like, get a fucking haircut, dude. It's been 30 years. And I'm like, dude, you just got stabbed in the... It's not time to play for jokes. Like, I don't know. I like, obviously, I like mm. comedy. Um, but I just felt like it was a little out of place. Mm. Um, big spoilers for the end. So I'm sorry. But my buddy didn't like the way they defeated Pennywise. So if you remember... Mm-hmm. Basically, they just, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah, they just bullied him. And he shrinks to a little baby, Mm -hmm. right? Um, My buddy hated that, and he thought it was very anticlimactic. And I have to agree, but what I told him Mm -hmm. is that in any time you have an antagonist, creature, anything that is based around fear, it's always going to be defeated by like love or friendship or... You know, I'm not afraid of you. Like, mm-hmm. it's always, whenever you have someone who's like, I feast on your fears, the only way to defeat it is to be like, okay, well, I'm not afraid of you. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, like I said, love, we have love. That's mm-hmm. that's what's going to say. And the audience can go, ugh, but they're opposite emotions. Mm-hmm. So that's the only way you're going to have to defeat a fear-mongering character. Yeah. Um, in and the original, not, yeah. the ending was really bad, too, because it was like a really bad puppet spider that the adults in that one, they just like started punching and kicking and pulled off its legs and was like, well, that was it. So I think that's just what Stephen King media is that he's been, um, they said that he doesn't know how to write endings and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, I haven't read it. It's a very long book. I've, I haven't. I just haven't read it. Um, Wait, real quick, real quick. Yes, they, go for is, it. Is one of the... One of the critics of uh, Stephen King, one of the criticisms is that he can't write endings. It's so like it's kind of like it's kind of like one of the main characters in. Yes, in, yeah, you in saw it? that, right? Yeah, yeah. And, oh wow, um, I never realized and that. And also another Stephen King, not criticism, but another thing King does is that he'll have characters that like 
mirror him that are like mm. kind of stands in stand in for himself. So the character of Bill becomes um, a writer, mm. and everyone's like, "Yeah, the ending sucked." And yeah, he's like that's on, what I'm saying. And his books are being made into films, and it's like, "Oh, that's Stephen King." Like I just watched Misery again, and the main character in that. Oops, sorry. The main character that is a writer, mm. and the girl goes crazy because she doesn't like his ending, and those mm. those are like. It's just funny to me, oh, but um, interesting. I never noticed that. Yeah, yeah. My mom's a big Stephen King fan. So, um, speaking of Stephen King, another horror movie I really liked, and I would actually hesitate on calling it a horror movie, is called Doctor Sleep. Now, Doctor Sleep is the sequel to The Shining, but apparently there were so little people who knew that it's considered a box office, not necessarily a bomb, standalone. But it, yeah, but it. Didn't do that well because people didn't know it was the sequel to The Shining. Mm. Um, I saw that movie and I thought it was great. It's a horror movie. It's a suspense film. And it's honestly got a lot of moments of real mm, like drama. Mm. Uh, and I think it's very successful in achieving a spectrum of mm, emotion. Um, it's very good. I recommend you guys go see it. But it's based on a Stephen King novel. And it's a sequel to The Shining. So yeah. On the t- on the topic of horror movies, I think this was a pretty good year. Uh, we had it. We had two Stephen King movies. It looks like. Us. Yeah. That's us what I wanted year, to yeah. bring up next. Yeah, Us was also 2019. Mm-hmm. That was a really good movie. We already did a Cine Squad on that. Right. Check yeah. the uh, archives for that one. But yeah. Jordan Peele is said to also going to be coming out with a rendition of Candyman? I think he's producing that one. Mm. Um, and I love Candyman. The original Candyman, I think, is great. Um, Tony Todd, it's based on a, I think it's a short story by Clive Barker, the same guy who did Hellraiser. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Whoa, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, it's so good, and it's, like, really fucked up because they don't uh, hesitate on, like, just showing blood and gore. Um, I think he should he should be held the Candyman Tony Todd should be held in the same regard as a uh, Freddie and Jason. Um, mm. I really enjoy that movie. So to bring it into this new uh, generation, especially with Jordan Peele producing, I'm I'm there. I'm there first day. I'm there opening night. <laughs> yeah, you you really got a hard on for Jordan Peele, don't you? Chill, dude. Just I mean, poking your elbows right now. I I mean, he is appealing, you know. I do have to say. <laughs> Edit that. I just, no, want, just I just wanted Didn't to. Didn't I tell you that one? I remember I said that to you. I don't know. You're always trying to take credit for I my remember jokes. I, I, texted, <laughs> I texted to him and I sent him uh, an emoji of a banana because of peel. Mm. And he was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> That's how he sounded. Um, yeah. Yeah. On a different topic from horror movies, John Wick 3 came out this year. Have you guys seen any of the John Wick movies? One and two. I will admit I've only seen the first one. I'm off my game when it comes to John Wick. Hmm. Uh, I know everyone talks about it. I know I'm behind, but uh, as long as you know, I barely saw the first one this year. What'd you think? I thought it was great. It's crazy. So I'm like, okay, yeah. When I get the time, I'll rent two and three. Definitely Uh, do it, man. It is it is a ride. Yeah, I've just heard they're just they're better and better. Choreography, the fight scenes, everything is just. Honestly, just top-notch. Keanu Reeves still has it. I mean, he does look a little slow and sluggish, but 
He's everything. He's like 50. Yeah. Yeah. But he's still, I mean, he's still moving around. He's still like. Still killing still it. Still looking good, you know? Still looking like Neo from the Matrix, but. Uh, uh, they're making a Matrix 4. Are they really? Yeah. No he's way. Gonna, he's going to be. They just announced that what? the Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 are going to be released on the same day. What? Yes. So you can go into the theater and see Keanu leave the theater and go to the next theater and see another Keanu. And they're making Bill and Ted 3. I don't know if you ever saw Bill and Ted, but they're good uh, 80s movies. Damn. So Keanu's coming up, huh? He's been coming up. Yeah, he's in a video game, Cyberpunk something something. Oh, you're right. He was in Toy Story 4. I think he Wait, made, Keanu like, was not in Toy Story 4. Yeah, he's like, I mean, I didn't see Toy Story 4, which is another ding against me, but he's the um, Evil Knievel character. He's a little stuntman guy. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. And um, they just showed a trailer from the new SpongeBob movie, and he's in it as himself. What? It makes me fucking laugh so much that it's like... Oh, what boy? What character does he voice? Like, no, he's himself. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's the year he's coming back. That's he's crazy. been back, baby. That's crazy. He was quiet for a while. Yeah, he's been quiet. He's always a quiet guy. Wow, interesting. So much new information coming out. I don't know if you guys are into cars, but I saw Ford versus Ferrari, and that was a really good movie. I heard good things. Very uh, intense. The ending was kind of sad, hmm. but it's kind of up there with the Fast and Furious, I'd say. Really? What's yeah. the premise of this movie? It's literally Ford, the company, trying to beat, trying to make a name for themselves. They're happy with their um, record sales, but Ferrari holds the title of being the fastest car in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so for the race. Uh, forget which race it was but they want to um make they want to finally beat ferrari Mm. and uh i think they've in the last five years they've only done it once Mm. in the last five years of now in the last five years of of the film of the film film. it's interesting that you compare it to fast furious because the fast furious had its first spinoff film this year. oh that was really good too I didn't actually see that. You guys saw With it? The Rock, Rick, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Okay, Hobbs I admit Shaw. I didn't see it, but um, mm. it, I think it's interesting that it's created kind of a riff that the Fast and Furious cast members were upset that it basically put their movie on hold mm-hmm. for Hobbs streamlining. But it's kind of weird because, you know, I don't know Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the biz, but it's like. These Fast and Furious movies are the only time I see Ludacris, Tyrese, and oh. you know, Vin Diesel doesn't do that much. He did. He does now. He came back, and he's a pretty intricate part of the of the. No, crew. I'm saying beyond the movie. Oh yeah, that. he doesn't do That's anything what I'm saying. else. These movies are the only time I see Luda, my boy Luda, Luda. and uh, Tyrese, baby boy, um, on the screen. Yeah, and I just think it's interesting. Honestly, the spinoffs just happened because The Rock is just. He's the rock. A superstar. He's just SNL made a yeah. joke. SNL made a joke that he's franchise Viagra, and if you add him to any franchise, they'll be successful again. And that's absolutely true. Jumanji, Jumanji, Hobbs and Shaw. He just has officially been announced as Black Adam. And I mean, that wasn't a dying franchise, but 
He's going to be superhero. I'm oh, super villain. Probably anti. Oh, he's going to bring back DC, you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, he single. I think I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's like Argh. um I'm pretty sure I saw like report that like basically what it said is that if you put the rock in your movie, you're going to make your money back. And they said on the flip side, if you put Johnny Depp in your movie, not only does it cost a lot, it's going to lose. <laughs> like, they did, like, statistics and stuff. And he's, like, the most, I don't know how to say it, like. Overrated? Money. No, like, The Rock is, like, gives your money back mm. in the studio. And Johnny Depp's the one that, like, loses the most. Mm. Um, kind of interesting. But, yeah, anytime The Rock is in a movie, you know, and it's, you know, established thing mm-hmm. does well. Jumanji. I'm going to see the new Jumanji. I Dude, I want to see the new Jumanji. Yeah. I love it's the like first one. like an old one. man and shit. That's funny. In the new one? He's old? You didn't see the trailer? No. Um, You know how they're like avatars? Yeah. Well, like Danny DeVito is in the rock's body. Oh. So he's like, eh, eh, but he's like the fucking rock, you know? And Kevin Hart is uh, Danny Glover. So he's like, Ugh, oh why, my why God. am I in this body? Like, Oh my god! Yeah, it's, it, it looks funny. It looks great because it's like, why would they do this the same thing? They have to change it up, mm. and they did. They changed it up, and now I'm intrigued. Oh wow! Yeah. That sounds super funny. I really want to go check that out now. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of good movies in 2019, man. Yeah. How about we? How about we switch it up now? Okay. Let's switch it up to just the decade, man. 2019 is coming to an end. 2020 is here, and I just want to know. In these 10 years, maybe what's like a memorable cinematic experience you had that to this day you're just like, wow, I just, you know, like this was, this was crazy. This was, you know, me during midsummer, hella weird, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I, we actually talked about this off the air and I actually have three films that I'm so glad I saw in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And they're amongst the decade. So in the theater, I was able, lucky enough to see it in the original run of Dread. Judge Dread? Yeah, well, Dread, the next one. Um, Pacific Rim and Mad Max Fury Road. I saw all of those in theaters, and it's ugh, they're such a, an amazing experience because Dread especially has that um, the slow-mo drug which uh, amp- slows everything down and heightens like the picture and everything's in slow-mo. But then it's an ultra-violent film where he's blasting people and their body parts are flying off. Um, it's with Carl Urban. It's based is on that the, the one? It's not Sylvester Stallone. Is that... Oh, it's a cop movie? It's based on a comic book where he's oh. like a super cop in the future because crime's gotten so bad. Just, oh, I, okay, right, shit. right, right. Like a RoboCop. Yeah, yeah, and he's stuck in the building. Okay, the plot is like the raid because he's stuck in the building. He basically has to go up with his partner to kill everybody. Um, it's ultra violent, and the visuals in there are amazing, um, which I'm glad I saw. I saw it in theater. Pacific Rim, Guillermo del Toro's love letter to kaiju and uh, mech films. Hmm. Big giant battles, the cinematography and the effects. Um, Guillermo del Toro is the type of director to. Mm, be not be content until every single aspect of a creature or anything mm-hmm. goes on the screen and everything is done with like love and respect and just you know yeah speaking of monsters you know what movie i really like was the new godzilla king of the monsters king of the monsters yeah i really liked them that was 
I saw that one in theaters too, and I was, I was like, lit. "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, when like, the, yeah, they would fly over my seat, like, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Pacific Rim and Godzilla. They're uh, two. I was just watching Pacific Rim last night um, or the other night, and it's just you know, the screen the theater. They need big ass monsters. They yeah. need big giant monsters. Um, big movies need big monsters. Yeah, yeah, and that's why like. I love Pacific Rim because it's like, yeah, these big-ass monsters. <laughs> then you got this uh, giant mech, this Jaeger, and it's like a dude's piling it, and it just rocket, literally rockets in its elbow to punch it you know, and yeah. in the jaw. And I was just like so fucking sick. I remember I saw it with Aaron, and I remember we were like, oh, my God, when um, it's picking one of the flying creatures, picking Jaeger up to the atmosphere, and it like extends a sword cuts it and it's this real like anime style like epic shot and i just was like like my brain like just like, <laughs> uh and then mad max i was very fortunate to see mad max in theater mm. and that is talk about cinematography that is just every shot in there is just like a beautiful painting um mm. hard blues you know the obviously the desert is a nice orange uh, that's another thing that's everything was such done with such care and you can tell nothing was just yeah go ahead they were like okay let's put some more paint over here this needs a little more dust a little more rust um, a little more this fire over here you know um, those are just some movies where as soon as I got in the theater I was like that's a fucking movie you know the guy hanging on the car just killing it on the guitar with a flamethrower yeah. and just going to town yeah yeah, yeah. riding into battle just yeah. that's epic and there's there's movies i'm sure for you guy for you guys it's like you don't forget that mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. like oh my god i remember that that had the blah blah blah, blah you know um those are some movies for me that i uh i was lucky enough to be you know they're really you really can't be the movie theater i don't know some people say cinema, Netflix, uh, it's dying. But to be completely engulfed in the glow of the screen, and even now what they have the vibrating seats in your back, I'm like, I've seen the last few Christopher Nolan films in IMAX, and I'm like, I'm in, I'm in the shit with them. I'm in there, you know. <laughs> um, so it's just I like seeing. I'm very happy to see those movies, especially in the theater. This one wasn't from this decade, but something that I always remember being so much more better in theaters than at home. The first Paranormal Activity. Oh, my God. You guys. Do you guys remember that? that? 2007. Wow. Damn. 2007. We were in high school. Um, At least I was in high school. And that shit was just crazy, man. Like, there is no... Like just when you have so many people in one room and everyone's kind of have this tension, mm-hmm. everyone has this tension. They don't know what's going to happen. Everyone's been saying this movie's like super scary, one of the scariest movie that's ever come out. They did a great job marketing it, but just, oh, yeah. Yeah. just the, the atmosphere there is so just like everyone's super quiet. And then the movie out of nowhere was so good at just like using their effects to just scare you when nothing would even come out. Nothing came out. Literally, it was no, it's just it's just home footage of shit opening, closing, girl getting dragged out. But that enough was like it was quiet. I'm getting goosebumps right now. But like just thinking about how like quiet the movie would get at night. 
then three o'clock hits and then shit just starts rumbling Witching hour. and you're just like oh my god what's happening and sh- yeah i think i mentioned before but that was the only movie that i honestly can say gave me like a physical reaction afterwards so i see it opening night again you know um and then i go home man that was a crazy movie good night and i'm lying in bed staring up at the ceiling I say, I can't fucking sleep. <laughs> I can't sleep. I'm thinking about that movie. And that doesn't happen. I watch a lot of horror movies. You know, I haven't seen them all, but I've seen a lot. And I just, that movie really affected me to the point where I was, you know, they say um, Psycho made people afraid of the showers and Jaws made people afraid of um, the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's like paranormal activity. You mean afraid of my room? Yeah. It was very effective. Um, Another movie that stuck with me and just being like, oh, this is like different. Like, because you see that movie and you're like, this is different. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a a post in the history of like, you know, cinema, horror or whatever is um, Jordan Peele's directorial debut. Get out. Get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, that one, uh, unfortunately, I didn't see that in theater, but I wish I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, you can boo me about that. But um, <coughs> Ricardo likes to say, I saw it at theater, but uh, I know. I'm I missed, jealous. I missed the beginning, unfortunately. Well, get the fuck out of here. No, um, Shout out to my ex. Count. <laughs> Shout out to my ex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's a movie that's just like, and that was in this decade, and it's just like, it's so goddamn good everything it was great it was it's definitely one of the best ones of this decade for sure get out has to be up there and it changed things it reshaped it Mm -hmm. uh i'm not the guy to talk about race and stuff but i've definitely be that guy no i'm just saying i've definitely seen more you know black led movies after that after jordan peele definitely paved the way and it's like um he, he when he was casting his movie for us everyone's like oh like where's the what you know i remember seeing some something on twitter some being fucking stupid it's like oh your movies are anti-white and it's like mm, no it's up, just it's just up. it's meant to be for us yeah, yeah you know yeah and it's um i'm just saying it's like it it did something it changed something uh and it's just a good goddamn movie i told you that uh, i listened to the director's this is I never do this. I watched the film on DVD, and immediately after, I watched it on director's commentary. That's how much I liked it. So you watched it the whole way through, yes. and then you rewatched it with yes. the director's commentary. Yeah. Damn, back to back? Back that good, to huh? back. Um, and he like starts off, I remember, it's been a while, but he starts off by saying, like, for a while, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be like a Stanley Kubrick kind of like never reveal the secrets of my film so people will make courses of it for you know 30 40 50 years after but then i decide i'm just gonna say everything i want and the whole film the whole commentary he's like oh yeah um those two swords are because they're descendants of the knights of templar and that's what they believe in and like they're predominantly white and oh um she doesn't put her cereal with her milk because she like things separate um and it's like, oh, you know, this is supposed to mean this. Yeah, he's literally picking cotton out of a chair to put in his ear. 
because oh um, wow yeah and it's um he stabs the guy with like a deer because um they used to call uh slaves like bucks and stuff uh like everything that's another like Guillermo del Toro like I said Jordan Peele everything he like methodical puts is like yeah that that has a purpose mm. I didn't just say that you know this thing references this thing. Mm. This is meaning for that. This plays off for this. And that's why I loved his commentary on Get Out. I'm a big commentary guy. Um, it's like, he just was like, oh yeah, this is, let me roll up my sleeves and show you everything I did. You know. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely Get Out. It's probably one of the best ones. And I loved how original the idea was. Yeah. You know, I had never imagined a horror movie about someone getting put into a sunken place right you know right. it, it might have been it might have existed already maybe like invasion of the body snatchers or something i don't know i never i never watched that but right. in my time you know watching movies enjoying them i had never seen that kind of idea before and that's what really like stuck with me is like wow it's so creative it's so unique it's so right. and to to put that much thought behind every single action mm-hmm. you know it's just it's so satisfying. Yeah. Um, I mentioned this when we were talking about us, but... Like um, me and you? When we were talking about us, Ricardo and Sam. No, when <laughs> we were talking about the movie Us, Jordan Peele's Us, is that he... And I meant that as a compliment, is that he's like the new M. Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. And that Shyamalan was doing things just for the sake of a twist. Mm-hmm. But originally, he started out really strong. Mm. And uh, Jordan Peele is like building on it, building things around it. And making it a little more stable than kind of like, oh, here's the twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always felt like that his uh, film Get Out was a, felt like a classic Twilight Zone episode. Twilight Zone was very uh, known for their twists. Yeah. Their kind of like commentary on social media, um, which is not why I'm not surprised uh, Jordan Peele produced the new Twilight series on CBS streaming. I forget what it's called. Excuse me, but um, it's uh, I, like I said, I, I said that before, and it's like these films. I'm so excited for his next one, whatever it may be, whatever he's producing, whatever he's directing, whatever he's writing. I'm gonna check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just felt that that is probably the one in this decade that kind of changed the most, the most impact, um, in my opinion. So you think Get Out was one of the most impactful movies of the oh, decade? I mean, like horror films. I'm sorry. Yeah. And the genre and mm. like, you know, you'll see films that are like different because of it. Like I said, that's what like like change and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like Hereditary. I like uh, It Follows. I like. Oh Rich. my God! I I wanted to talk about It Follows so much. I love love that movie. It felt like this. Oh year, my God! I felt like this decade. Um, horror got elevated into like art films you know yeah it is a lot more like beautiful exactly like perfectly like, like the the cinematography the shots just mm-hmm. it's not just gore and it's not just yeah. you know and it, dirty it's and like if it is it's paired with a beautiful shot yeah a um a scene that's like you know that you can analyze and you can repeat and you can show others and be like God damn, this is such a good scene. Uh, it Follows is probably one of my favorite horror movies of the decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so good. So original, too. 
So fucking weird. So fucking weird. Again. It's weird. I to, just, quote, to quote Ricardo after coming out of Midsummer, it's fucking weird, dude. Honestly, that movie, I and, and, you know, we were talking about cinematic experiences. You know, which ones did we feel just while watching it in theaters now? Granted, I actually saw this at the drive-ins. So it was a little bit different, but honestly, it was way crazier, I feel, than if I would have just watched it in theaters. I saw um, the first Conjuring at the drive-in. It scared oh. the shit out of me. We will, well, let's talk about the Conjuring later. Let's okay. talk about it because that movie in itself no, is I just, also... I was saying this, my experience was heightened because of the drive-in. The drive-in just adds a whole other aspect <laughs> to people it. people were walking by yes. and I was like... <gasps> yes. The black, the black trees were waving in the background and... Uh, when a bass drop would go, it would right. shake the fucking car. Right. So, however people see that movie now, however, oh, it doesn't hold. Up. I don't care. When I saw it at the drive-in, I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, maybe we should uh, turn the lights on. No. Um, and and it's that just being being outside, right. like like okay, at least in a movie theater, you know, there's uh there's an entrance, there's an exit, there's a like roof. There's it's a, a roof, there's yeah. a ceiling, yeah. like everybody's here like we all kind of have like we're you kind of feel a little bit more safe and secure whereas like okay you're in your car people are literally walking right outside your car that would always freak me out bro i was just like what the fuck is that and it follows was such a weird movie because it was about someone following you until they kill you and it was like holy shit i started thinking like dude someone's following me what if what if someone outside is trying it's going to try to kill me get into my car and it just had it it added a whole other aspect to it and it's and it wasn't just the the atmosphere but it was like the movie was fucking terrifying this demon that cannot be killed can shape shift into looking like anybody it wants anything your loved ones too your loved ones and it's always constantly following you right. until the day it kills you right it's almost in the same vein as um like the shark from jaws and uh the terminate the original terminator was you know the t1000 uh no that's the liquid one the t800 which is the first arnold, arnold. yeah mm. they were machines that or they were creatures and machines that would not stop and that's what maybe added to a terrifying element of it mm. is that no matter what nothing would stand in their way um you know obviously they're different genre movies but i think that element is uh, apparent in the it follows creature ghost demon whatever the fuck you whatever want to call the it. hell it is yeah uh i love that movie i think it's really great um and like i said i felt like a lot of horror got elevated into a little more higher level and definitely treated with a little more respect um, like I mentioned at the top, I don't shut up about how much I love Hereditary. Um, Hereditary is a really fucked up movie, really fucked up movie, but it's a really good, goddamn, it's a good movie. I think the director even said he thinks of it as a family movie first, like a drama movie about family first and a horror movie second. You know, I, I need to rewatch it just to maybe like get another feeling for it. I thought it was very slow, very creepy it very it builds suspense and and drama really well and then the end just comes and it's just like what the fuck is happening <laughs> and it just like all just kind of just like shows up and just it it was a trip to say the least 
at least like Midsommar, which was the other movie by the same director, was a little bit more like, okay, I see where everything is going. You can and see it's the throughout the whole, Yeah, it's throughout the whole movie, but Midsommar is really, or uh, Hereditary is really one where it's just like, at the end, shit just goes down. Yeah. And I wasn't ready for it to go down, <laughs> but it went down. Anthony, what's we haven't heard from you. What's a cinematic experience that will always stay ingrained in your in your brain? You know, I've had um, a lot of chance or a lot of opportunities to watch was the a lot of civil rights movies. I feel like um, mm. Best of Enemies was one. Okay. Uh, the new Harriet, and then much recently was the Queen and Slim. Oh, okay. Which was pretty interesting because it was kind of like from a black perspective, you know? Um, And, yeah, I feel like that we're kind of starting to get that a little bit more. And it might be because of Jordan Peele's success that maybe a lot more black directors are getting the opportunity to, you know, illustrate their emotions, what, what, you know, their perspectives on the big screen. But, yeah, I have heard about Queen and Slim. What did you think about that? Um, it's a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that one's worth a watch. That one is the one about this couple who accidentally kills a police officer, correct? Because on their first date, <sighs> they met on Tinder or something, and then talk about a first date story. Am I right? And the cops started to talk about him. shoot your shot. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'll take that one. I'll take that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a good one. So, so do you do you think this decade had a lot of um, progression in terms of civil rights, and you think it was very progressive in that sense? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, wasn't yeah. was it this decade where uh, what was that movie with Michael B. Jordan and in Bart that uh, happened Fruit in vale Oakland Station. Fruitvale oh, Station? No, that's a while back, but yeah. That was uh, Ryan Coogler who went on to... That was actually 2013, so it is this decade as well. That guy... Black uh, Panther. Black Panther, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why uh, Michael B. Jordan's in there. In both of them? They made it together. Um, Yeah, I feel like... uh, I mean, I know I'm relating this to superhero films, but Black Panther was very successful, extremely successful. Um and it was like and it was cultural too yeah it wasn't yeah. just because it was marvel but it was like like people were dressing up in like african gear like yeah, yeah. like going to the movies like it was like a cultural phenomenon and not just only a movie like two like white guys in there um the agent and bucky the, uh, claw uh, bucky's at the end mm. um and they were like they were like not complaining about it, but they were just commenting, commenting that like, oh, everyone here is like you know, is is like African American, and we're the only like white guys, and it's like it's just so funny that it's probably flipped on any other film. Yep, facts. Like, you know, but um, I thought that was a nice, you know, another statement maybe you know of like, man, that this film is so successful. And it didn't have to rely on, uh, well, let's put some, uh, you know, white people in the front or something, mm-hmm. you know. It led with um, Chadwick. Mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman. Boseman, yeah. Who was super tired of doing the X everywhere. He is so everywhere. tired. 
he's tell. just so he done do with it. it. So at, let, on on this topic, let me ask you guys: What do you guys think was were were the like looking back? Let's say, let's say fifty years from now, people are gonna look back on these eras and talk about you know this was the decade of you know superhero films. superhero films. This was the <laughs> decade of you know horror films, slashers, gores. This was the 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 drama this was so looking back at this decade specifically what might you think people will say were the big takeaways from cultural art in terms of film you know what what was being represented a lot what was what kind of was emphasized during this decade more than other decades i mean you know i just said it I think it's going to be the decade of, of superhero films. Uh, obviously, superhero films have, uh, they're nothing new from um, the late 70s Superman to the 2000s uh, X-Men and Spider-Man. But the Marvel Cinematic Universe coming in 2008, getting its legs you know, into this decade, getting a little more on its feet, and just becoming this, how many movies? It's like 20 movies, mm-hmm. right? Each of them making a shitload of money, mm-hmm. uh, an overarching storyline that goes for over 10 years. Um, it wasn't done like that, you know. Excuse me. Tobey Maguire did one, two, three. They were going to do a four, but they didn't. And he's like, okay, well, that's it. Um, you know, uh, they got lucky with Hugh Jackman, uh, but he's not in the same storyline. They've changed it like four times, like three times. Uh, Logan is not the same universe as, you know, the first class guys, you know. Um, but he's just so endearing as that actor character and stuff. Uh, it's like, uh, I w- and I was there for those early movies that, you know, they don't hold as highly anymore. I saw the, the two Fantastic Four movies. Oh, my Jessica God. Alba. I saw the Eric Bana Hulk where he gets bigger every time he gets angrier. Um, there was also the... Uh Ghost Rider. No, no, no. Was who was the other Hulk? Eric Banner. No, no, no. But who oh, was Edward Norton. Edward but he Norton was, on, was under the MCU. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is that I've seen that these kind of steps, mm-hmm. and then okay, well that's it. It doesn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. No, we're not gonna cross over with anyone. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like I said, this this will be the decade of the of the superhero c- cinematic universe mm. because no other. Film genre fa- franchise were doing cinematic universes. They were um, all together. Right? They were all together. One, two, three. That's Damn. it. Maybe a spinoff. Uh, they were the one, and now it's okay. It's the movies. It's the shows. It's the this. It's the that. It's the this. Uh, and people are. They've been saying for a while about the superhero fatigue. You know, some some people say eh, I don't need to see it until it's the Avengers. Some people. I don't mind saying I see all of them. I see every single one I can. Um, but like I said, they're the ones that say everything we do is going to be connected. And now cinematic universes are the thing. Mm-hmm. Transformers, they just started to reboot their cinematic universe. They had Bumblebee, which I really actually really liked. Mm. Um, the Monsters, Universal Monsters, tried it, tried and fail. They did The Mummy with Tom Cruise, mm. and they were going to have Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. Yeah, isn't that coming out, too? No, it's going to come out, but it's not connected, and it's not Johnny Depp. Oh, so wow. I'm going to see Well, it. good. Good. Um, and what else? Oh, the X-Men movies. I think originally the X-Men movies were going to try to um, sh- kind of 
make room for the the Fantastic Four film with Miles Teller. I think they had plans of them kind of because they were both by Fox. Um, obviously, it didn't work. X Men themselves, they have the X Men movies, the, the Wolverine movies, first class movies, um, and of course, we mentioned earlier DC, maybe not as successful. But they have a universe with, um, you know, if they make the right if they make the right moves, I can definitely see them come up. I think they're on the right path. Shazam is good. I mean, Justice League was a really bad flop, but you can definitely rebuild. Um, Anthony, what do you think will be people's Um, what view of this era? Like, what do you think will be the main takeaway? Yeah, from film. I would say it was this decade. A lot of like. CGI perfection, you know, like mm. we're gonna perfect mm. CGI and um, just kind of move away from building creatures, but more so just animating them and like, um, yeah, incorporating them in the in, in the movies in real life movies, and I think that's that's why things are becoming more grander, like the the visions, the yeah, yeah. E- exactly. What about you, Ricardo? I think one of the biggest things this this decade will be known for is its... I don't want to call it civil rights, but I do want to call it, uh, you know, the exposure to injustice. You know, whether it be, you know, get outs deeper meaning of you know racism and prejudice um to uh fruitvale station you know social injustice happening there to to other forms of it it always just comes back to to this this fact that like i feel like this decade there was a lot of of police brutality going around you know and maybe it had always been going around you know but but now we see it more you know i feel like in this decade we were definitely shown through social media because if you think about it twitter twitter's only been like a decade old thing i mean it's been around since like 2007 i think and stuff like that but but if you think about it, man, like it really didn't start popping off until recently, right? Yeah. And through Twitter, through uh through Instagram, through other forms of social media, news outlets, all that stuff, you're starting to see all the things that's going around in the world. And a lot of it is all this injustice going around. And I feel like the films nowadays really do a good job just exploiting that and seeing like Yo, this stuff is going on right now. Like, it's shady, you know? We need to stick together. It's all about being culturally cohesive, you know? Be with your community. Like, have each other's back. Because a lot of the time, man, people we think that are out here supposed to protect us, they aren't really out here to protect us, you know? People we think are cool, they don't really have our back. So I feel like that's what will also be seen apart from the entertainment that comes from superheroes and all of that i feel like this is one of the things that socially maybe even like through history we're gonna look back on and be like damn you know this kind of started 
to pave the way for hopefully some type of reform. I'm woke out here. You know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. You had a lot to say. Yep. We, how long have we been going for? About an hour. About an hour? Shit, I can talk all fucking day. Honestly, I, I probably could too. It's always a pleasure, Sam. Honestly, love having you, you on here. Coming, Sam. You Thank always you. have a lot to say. And I know and I you. didn't even say about the fucking films I hated. That's another. <laughs> that's another. <laughs> you want to just go around real quick? Just go. All right. Let's, okay. let's go around okay. real no, quick. No, no, no. I'll say Choose one. one. I'll Choose say one. one oh, damn. He had more. <laughs> one I feel very hated. strongly about. Okay. Um, the movie I say that I fucking hated. All right, that here I was we go. literally shaking my head while watching it. Star Wars. No, I didn't, no, no. Um, was Batman vs Superman? Oh, Batman vs yeah. Superman. I think is is one of the most misguided fucking films I've ever seen, and um, I just hated everything about it <laughs> from the start. Like, I will watch Justice League, and I could see good parts of it, and I'll be like, okay, that was cool. Yeah, there's bad parts of it, but I will say like, okay, well, I liked. The Flash, I really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's parts of it where, like, okay, the camaraderie, I can actually see them feeling like, okay, we're friends, not just like, hey, we are friends. Let's make a line where we are friends. It's like, okay, I can see that. Um, but Batman vs Superman, it's just every single thing they do, I thought was shit. <laughs> I thought was the, the terrible. I thought characterizations were so off. Um, I didn't like anything. It didn't make sense. Um, they shot their. Uh, Shot their uh, wad, so to speak, with already doing Doomsday and the death of Superman. Um, Lex Luthor just being a fucking terrible. Um, Batman being a killer. Um, and just like everything about that movie. I was literally seeing it. I saw it when I would worked at the theater. I saw it the night, you know, midnight before everyone. And I was like, oh, that's this is terrible. I was like, I was literally going like, what the fuck? Like, I was saying what the fuck out loud. And I had, we, I had, we had already purchased tickets with my family the next day. So we, I saw it again, like, with the next morning. And I was just like. Hella mad. Like, I'm like, I don't even fucking like this movie. Like, I already know. I don't like anything about it. Um, so that one is just, it went big. And I just, it pissed me off. I don't really get mad at movies. I'll say, oh, I didn't like that. Like, I can watch all these new Star Wars and be like, there's things I don't like about it. There's things that are missteps, but there's things that I do like. Um, They make a lot of movies that are, for me, middle of the ground. Yeah, honestly, you're one of the only people I know that actually can find, like, good things in in bad movies sometimes. That I'm just like, no, this movie was shit. You're like, no, but, like, you know, it was kind of like they were on point with this and this and this. But that one, you're just like, nah. Yeah, no, I have no saving grace from it. That one and uh, the new Fantastic Four, (laughs) right? (laughs) I I say, um, because I worked at the movie theater I mentioned, is that. I saw it for free and I still won my money back. <laughs> that um, I don't even That's 2017 funny. Fantastic Four. Uh, that one who was cares, so dude? Fuck bad. that one. You and said you were only going to talk about one. No, you're right. Batman vs <laughs> Superman. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> Anthony, what was your most hated um, film of the decade? Most hated film. Where you were just like, what the fuck was that? Why <laughs> did right. I pay to see that? God, it's between. Can I say, yeah, it's between Aladdin, the the real one. Really? Yeah. The live action. The live action. I just, yeah, I, I knew oh, it was yeah. Aladdin, but the whole experience was just terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, 
I did we didn't even finish it. So Damn. we just dipped after seeing um uh the, the genie. genie. Yeah, we just that's like, probably right, set him off. He's it. like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. He's not even blue. <laughs> he ain't even blue, and now he's too blue. <laughs> uh okay, it's so between that and what is And <laughs> the mule with <laughs> I remember you said I said, Did you see Aquaman? You're like, nah, we saw the mule and I was like <laughs> legitimately I was like, Why? <laughs> why and, you're like, and you couldn't you're like i don't know yeah it was terrible man they were like out uh, at the same time and it's like you walked in the ac- accidental wrong theater and he's like oh because i have to watch this now. oh i guess it's like where's aquaman yeah. clint eastwood's like Ugh. <laughs> um that's funny yeah, yeah I, I know another it. i know a young, another uh, younger guy and he said yeah i watched the mule and i said yeah my buddy said that well why did you watch it he goes same thing <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, does that is that how people watch these movies? That's how they that watch yeah. the mule. Like, like, I don't know how I How did I get it? here? <laughs> how did I pay $15? Why am I watching this? Yeah, exactly, dude. They were just bad? It was just bad. It, it's, it's just a story of a bad guy doing bad things, yeah. getting yeah. caught. Yeah. Mm. Well, an old guy. He, he's a drug runner, right? Yeah. Well, he's a mule. He's a mule. Oh, I'm an idiot. You're right. So he was a good guy. But then I, he needs the money. I need the money. So he's for my grand doing favor. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> nah, that's bad. He gets caught. All right, Ricardo. I am gonna. I mean, I am gonna be the voice of all the weebs out here and yeah. say, you know, all the anime adaptation movies that strike that were released. After strikeout after strikeout. All of them garbage, absolute trash. From Dragon Ball Evolution, to. Yeah. Uh, the Last Airbender to Netflix originals like Death Note, Death Note oh, Full Metal Alchemist, burn them all, burn them all. I fucking hate. Did them. I ever tell you that I saw the Last Avatar movie before I saw the cartoon? Oh my so god! So I was like, dude, this fucking sucks. Why does everyone like this cartoon? And I saw the cartoon and I way fell better. in love with it. Way better. But I was like, I legitimately like, I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> And I was sitting because if you remember, they in the movie they call him um, Ong, like a pig, like Oink Oink. Um, and everyone in the theater was going Ang, like like a response. Vocally, like, just like no, his name's Ang, and you can hear everyone go Ang, like it's because Ong, and you, everyone would like respond Ang, like no, dude, that's not. And like Uncle Ero, like they would just call everything wrong. And it's um, it's like all that development in the season was in the one movie. Yeah, all I'm saw, saying I saw is like if you like, aren't if you aren't part of the community, don't try to make the movie. Yeah, you like, can tell he didn't know. Like let that people... was an M Night Shyamalan movie. Oh by my the way. god, bro! Like was it? Yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah. Well, you gotta yeah. let people who are in love with that series or yeah. that. He really wants to do superhero <laughs> movies, huh? Oh, my yeah. God. Well, he did do... Uh, Glass. Glass and Glass. Unbreakable. Ooh. Yeah. And unbreakable uh, and Glass split. and then Split. split. Yeah. It was yeah. it was Unbreakable, Split, then Glass. Right. And Glass honestly... the last one? Yeah. Okay. And those were really good movies, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mind them. Unbreakable, eh, slowish. Split was really good split because James McAvoy... Like the revitalization of M. Night Shyamalan. Bruh. Mm-hmm. James McAvoy is amazing right great actor he could play like 13 different personalities how did he not win an oscar for that yeah i don't know he should have won 13 oscars oh my god pay the man but yeah i mean just just to close it (laughs) out thanks for all these guys just to close it out 
fuck all the anime adaptation movies, please. Yeah, fuck anime, right? No. Oh, I thought so, I thought that's what you said. Oh, like watch hentai. <laughs> 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 it's a couple of uh, record what kind of anime are you fucking? <laughs> I don't know what kind of anime you're watching. I'm watching this one. Um, I, oh, I get what you're saying. Sometimes we're in the era of uh, adap- adapting uh, comics and uh, manga, Japanese manga. Oh, uh, a cultured man. I know. I stand. I know. Um, and it's just like <sighs> nerd. <laughs> like I saw the new Hellboy, and it's just like you didn't like it. No, they you didn't. Like- I I read like all the main series before seeing the new Hellboy, and I was just like, oh no! Like number one, the whole idea of this new Hellboy was that it's gonna be more to the comics and it's gonna be a horror movie, and you see it and it's like the shadow of the Guillermo del Toro movies. Like mm. they're still trying to be, hey, we're funny, like, eh. and the like the there's just like the gore didn't fit the tone. Um, I like David Harbour. I really thought he was really good. It's just what they gave him was uh, poopy. Uh, that's my official thing. But I think uh, there's so much, at, uh, you know, adaptations and and uh, just kind of like, oh, get it screened. This is successful. That they don't they don't wait and they don't really care. And the, that's why we get, um, you know, Batman or Superman, Fantastic Four. Um, I'm mule. just the Mule, which is my favorite comic book. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, kind of ties back to what I said. Even though this is the era of the uh, superhero movies, this is also the era of failed adaptations, which I guess has always been around, but it's more apparent now because they're trying to cash in on the superhero craze. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, it was a great decade for films. Please go check out all the ones we talked about, unless it was the ones we said were absolute garbage. Don't check those out. Yeah, let us know what you think. Or you know what? Check those out from your own opinion. Actually, yeah. Yeah, let yeah. us know. Yeah, let us know. Let, let us Ricardo know. know. Uh, I actually like The Last Avatar and Death Note. Uh, no. Yeah. So hit us up. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Slime We The Basement. Yeah, just please let us know what you think. Maybe if we missed a, a groundbreaking movie that you think should have been, you know, talked about. Or maybe something we said fucking sucks. Yeah, you know, we 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 love to to hear an opposite perspective. So please Twitter, Instagram at we the basement, facebook.com forward slash we the basement. Hit us up. Let us know. Comment, re- review, let us know. And with that, tune in again next time because we out. Thank you.